Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash bookgeeksunc. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For you, the listeners of Book Geeks Uncompromised, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. This week, I want to recommend The City of Brass, the first book in the David Bad Trilogy by S.A. Chakraborty. This is a fantasy series set in 19th century Egypt and the setting is just so different from anything I've seen before all set in desert based on I think Egyptian mythology and legends right um it, it's a really good story the characterizations are really well done and I absolutely loved this book so definitely check that one out that was the city of brass by s.a chakraborty to download your free audiobook today go to audibletrial.com slash bookgeeksunc again that's audibletrial.com slash bookgeeksunc for your free audiobook Welcome to Book Geeks Uncompromised. The entire series. I don't know what it was about this book. I just, I loved it so much. How do I know more about it than you do? And it's your number I'm one book. I'm bad with names, okay? Spoilers, <laughs> guys. And we are ready for some reading. When in doubt, be lame. Everyone buckle up. <laughs> Welcome to Book Geeks Uncompromised, where we make reading less solitary. This week is episode 75, where we review Master Assassins by Robert V.S. Reddick. Very good. Very nice. Book time. Book time. I like books. You actually listened to an audiobook of this week again. I did. While I, you got your World of Warcraft fix. That was interesting. It was different. <laughs> I had actually had a day off from work and uh, was playing some WoW and decided it would be easier to do audiobook again. It was it was kind of nice. It was kind of nice going back into it again. I attempted to listen to the audiobook. Mm-hmm. I ended up reading the physical copy more than anything. Right. But because we had it there, I tried and it's... I can listen to audiobooks while I'm driving. Mm-hmm. I can listen while I'm like cleaning around the house and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the most time that I'm ever listening to something is like at the gym and I... Uh, oddly enough audiobooks just don't pump me up for my workout (laughs) understandable um unless you get exactly the right scene if i can i can do it while i'm cleaning i can do it while if i'm doing something i don't have to put a lot of thought into right like world of warcraft there's not a ton of thought especially at the beginning levels i'm not i'm not raiding i'm questing leveling up so there's not a lot of focus that needs to get put on that. You know, the last job I had, you know, it was a lot of repetition. I'm doing mm-hmm. the same thing over and over again. Didn't didn't really need focus. So yeah, getting an audiobook was nice again. It was it was weird. It was different getting used to it again. But uh, I definitely read physical books a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah. I think I usually, when I'm listening to audiobooks, I'll start out the book at like 1.25 <laughs> speed. And right. then as it goes along, I'll end up speeding it up to two, to two times speed. Just as I get used to the narrator, right. more into the story, it goes faster. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's get into news, which I think before we do news, you mm-hmm. had found an article or something about fantasy books and why some people don't read them oh, or something that sounded yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, I was looking, I was reading it. It's from uh, the Huff, the Huff. I guess the Huff Post is what it says uh, on here. It's okay. a blog. Um, and the the article brings up why do some people hate fantasy? Why do they not get into fantasy books? Um, like the, the author of the article here, she put down that she prefers fantasies of the young adult variety, such as Harry Potter. Uh, and she has difficulties getting to, into so-called epic fantasies. Uh, she abandoned the sort of truth series by the fourth book. Well, ne- that... Ne- <laughs> never okay. Never started Lord <laughs> of the Rings. 
in her defense, she's on page 10 of Game of Thrones, so there's hope for her yet. <laughs> That's what she says. Um, but she brings up some really good points uh, that some readers do prefer a more realistic world, mm-hmm. um, which I get. There's people who want something more they can maybe relate to, uh, something yeah. to that effect. I personally just want a really cool world. I can't get dragons in the real world, so. Right. Um, she brings up. She just brings up a lot of good points. Um, another one was that some may not like reading so many damn books. That's true. I mean, in fantasy, yeah. you're pretty much guaranteed to get a series. I would point out though the books that she mentioned. She mm. never read Lord of the Rings, right. or you know, she's barely into Game of Thrones. Right. She's what? What four books into Sword of Truth? I think she said four books. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that's almost too many. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Those may not be the right books. Yeah, true. Those are either older books that have an older style of writing that is difficult for many newer readers to fantasy to get into. Right. And are are dense, Mm. like George R. R. Martin, or or crappy, like Terry Goodkind. So so that might just not be the right book, too. So she enjoys YA fantasy, and she's interested in reading more adult fantasy. Mm -hmm. I, I, I guess I would say look at what books you're reading a little bit because yeah try it, yeah. various things maybe yeah and if yeah. you're not interested in fantasy I mean, that's, that's just how it is yeah that's just how it well, is that's, that's like she puts here she says just as there are people who like stark uh, who like the stark contrast that many fantasy books pose to our reality there are many people who don't some mm-hmm. people who yeah. may not have the skill of removing themselves from their experiences limitations and world and enter a fantastical environment those readers are realist fantasy is more for dreamers i, I, I would agree with that i would yeah. also say that Fantasy and science fiction as well. I think we talked about this a week or so ago, too. Yeah. Um, it offers a look at humanity in very different situations. It offers, I think, a very different perspective, a very different maybe thought experiment mm-hmm. to maybe more contemporary fiction. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it has that draw as well. Yeah. Um, a couple more points she makes. Some people may resent the derivative and incestuous nature of fantasy books. Um, what she goes into more detail here, as others have mentioned, many epic fantasy books seem to copy each other. They're all set in medieval times, except for Harry Potter. Um, they all have dragons, elves, wizards, and witches. Paranormal That's... books also suffer from overpopulation of vampires, shapeshifters, and werewolves. Okay, then you're Some... reading the most tropey <laughs> books possible. Some may feel like they've read one, they've read them all. This isn't true, of course, but some just don't want to put in the effort of picking out the subtle differences between Terry Goodgine and Robert Jordan. Yeah, I mean, fair enough, although you want to talk about derivative. Again, let's not bring up Terry Goodkind. <laughs> right. But, uh, I mean, yeah. no, no, no. No, yeah, you're you're making a good point. It's And, and, and what she's saying here is is they both make sense. It's it's understandable that people would feel this way um, yeah. by the books. If, they, if those are the only books they've sampled and they haven't got out there and tried the different kinds, the more branching stuff, then, yeah, you could see how they may have a narrow field of, oh, this is all fantasy is. I don't want more. Right, but I mean, if you want to talk about, well, oh, all these books are all about elves and orcs and all that, okay, yeah. but then I could just generalize that about contemporary fiction and say yep. it's all about romance or it's all about Crime. husbands and wives and it's all about, you know... Yeah. Driving to work and I don't know. <laughs> whatever whatever boring thing yeah, you whatever. contemporary people read. <laughs> you lowly people. Um and last point Or uh, if it's or if it's your contemporary literary, it's all about World War Two, apparently. Oh, for some reason that's everything the is. Uh and the last point I sometimes have a problem with, but I get over it because I love fantasy, which is some find the language typical of fantasy books inaccessible. Um like and I'll even try to pronounce these that she puts here, like hi, Kazazen. 
Oh, hello, Skazan. Goodbye, Trollolipalaska yeah. Jacke. <laughs> some of them get pretty out there. I'll some say that do, some of all. the names in Master Assassins do this week. Yeah. Some of those get pretty out there. Like, I'll yeah. be honest, there's one guy. I'm just going to refer to him as G because <laughs> I'm not even going to att- attempt to try to butcher his name. Yeah, definitely. And it's 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 definitely a taste. It's definitely something you can't just... You can't just read Terry Goodkind, Terry Goodkind, and go, "Oh, this is fantasy," right? Because he's he's not. You can't just go to, uh, I mean, you can't just go to Jim Butcher. You can't just go to J.K. Rowling. You can't go to one author and go, "This is fantasy." Because, mm-hmm. like with movies, like with TV shows, like with comic books, everyone does it slightly different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of them, like like she said, most do have elves. Most do have wizards. Every they're always or some variation or some variation of, of. Uh, the good ones. Make it different. I'll be honest. The good ones it's make been it a, interesting. It's been a while since I've seen a lot of elves. True. I, I really don't know the last time I've seen elves. It's been a while. I, there's probably, like I said, been some variation yeah, exactly. of the elves mm-hmm. at some point, but they're not called that usually. Yeah. Let's I'm, sure if I looked are... at my, I'm sure if I looked at my Goodreads list, I'd find some that we've read oh, this something. year. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's the thing is that you can't scope one little thing one book and go yep that's fantasy right there it's not there's so many different kinds so many different styles uh you know you can't pigeonhole it right okay so that was your news story that was one of them yeah that was one of your news story okay that's right you had another one too i think i did i had uh our good friend mr sylvain nouvelle a good friend good Good friend friend. we know i I think he liked one tweet one time no he's retweeted a couple of times oh we're basically besties (laughs) we are basically best friend best man at my wedding all right Tour.com is announcing that The Test, a new novella from Sylvain Nouvelle, will be releasing in 2019. Um, not really much is here in the article that I see about it. Uh, basically, from what it says, uh, Sylvain Nouvelle's new novella, The Test, is a thrilling, timely exploration of dystopian of a dystopian near future where the road to citizenship is harrowing and carries a price. Huh. So I'm interested. I'm interested to see what it is. What's it about? I like. It sounds like it's maybe not in the same world as the Themis Files. No, it sounds like it's maybe just a little one book or not even book, one novella kind of short story kind of thing. Uh, For those who don't know, Sylvain Nouvelle is the author of the Themis Files, Mm -hmm. uh, three uh, really good books that we just did a review on mm -hmm. a a couple weeks weeks ago. ago, Yeah, Yeah, just a few weeks ago. Some great, great books. Uh, So looking forward to that. I'm interested to see what it'll be about. Um, maybe possibly hinting towards a new series he'll be writing, or who knows? Who who knows? Uh, so before we get into my news stories, yeah. I'm disappointed in you because I wanted to read and review this book on the podcast, and you said no, but I still think it's hilarious, <laughs> so I'm still going to bring it up. <sighs> Is it not hilarious, though? Yeah. So there's a book called The Beautiful Poetry <laughs> of Donald Trump. And, I, okay, so it's not actually by Donald Trump. It's somebody called Robert Sears. It's kind of a... Uh, not parody, but it, he compiled a lot of his Trump's quotes and tweets and things <laughs> like that and made poetry out of it. And I don't know. It, that, it's hilarious. If we, if we did a podcast of that, it would just be us reading the book <laughs> out loud and laughing. That's all that would be. Like, we wouldn't have news. We wouldn't even say, hi, my name's Greg and Danny. It would just be, all right, so listen to this part. All right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, No, I thought that was absolutely hilarious, though. Um, I guess I did have a little bit. uh, Another thing I remembered uh, is Critical Role related. Um, It's only no, no. It's the charity that I've talked about. The charity drive. Yeah, they have a comic book coming out. Da da da. No, no, no. I want to say this is Greg and I quote. I will not bring up Critical Role this week. (laughs) 
He told, he said that. I was saying that for the gaming podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. I was saying for the gaming podcast. Okay. I was going to bring up a charity event that, okay. that took care of kids. Okay. And you're, you're crap. Poor kids. Proceed. Danny doesn't like you. I'm sorry. Anyway. Oh, okay. 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 Support right. the kids. Support the kids. Support the Let's kids. Let's do this. I, basically, it was just a charity drive that the D&D show Critical Role uh, was doing uh, in combination with Wizards of the Coast, D&D Beyond, and with other fans. Uh, it was all donating money to a charity called 826, uh, which have stores all over the country. Basically, the charity supports uh, creative writing and teaching younger kids about creative writing and reading and, and getting into those type of things. So they raised uh, they raised over $50,000 nice. uh, just from fans alone. And then both a separate fan who promised they would match all donations and D&D Beyond themselves also said they would match all donations. Uh, nice. Not to mention they D&D Beyond was also donating $100 for every natural one they rolled uh, during mm-hmm. last month. And I think it came out to, I want to say it was like $5,000 at the end of it. Nice. They rolled a lot of natural ones. <laughs> it was funny because anytime they did, they go, yay, that's money donated, but that's a natural one. Something bad's about to happen. <laughs> they always like, I feel conflicted about this. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of cool, cool rewards that Geek and Sundry will be doing for the fans now. And it's just really cool that they raised uh, a bunch of money for an awesome charity. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yay, reading. Yeah, reading. Okay, so two more news stories, both about adaptations. So this one's not fantasy-related, but um, I know I've read this book, so I I wondered if maybe some of our listeners had too. Mm -hmm. John Green's novel, Looking for Alaska, is headed for a TV adaptation on Hulu. Hmm. It's going to be an eight-episode series uh, headed by the same people that wrote the teen dramas The O.C., Gossip Girl, and Marvel's Runaways. Mm. The story is uh, you follow Miles Halter, a kid obsessed with the dying words of famous people as he leaves Florida and transfers to Culver Creek Preparatory High School in Alabama for his junior year. It's there he meets Alaska Young, the girl who's going to change his life in her circle of quirky friends. Um, I read this story several years ago. It deals a lot with death hmm. and grief. Okay. Um, I remember it being a good book. Like I said, it's been a while since I've read it. I think that, I mean, looking at the success of 13 Reasons Why, and it I guess not spoiler. I don't remember this being a suicide, but it's been so long since I've read it that I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but I think that based on the success of 13 Reasons Why, I think that this one's going to do really good as well. That makes sense. Yeah. I can see the, off the success of 13 Reasons Why, I can see movie studios or film studios, I should say, wanting to, to borrow off that, which... Looking for more darker teen drama, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that, that actually says something. Um, yeah, it has something of substance to it. Right. We've talked about 13 Reasons Why forever ago, which yeah, it's getting a season two, which... That's just weird. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. If you've seen the show, you'd understand, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, anyway. the first season encompassed the entire first book. Like, exactly. There's not a sequel book. It's right. not left open for a sequel. Right. So I... It's... it the, From the trailer, all it shows is that Hannah wasn't the only one. So... Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> anyway. Uh, the, I, I guess, quote unquote, bigger news story for tonight was there was a bit of an announcement, kind of, or yeah. information release about Amazon's upcoming Lord of the Rings Lord TV the series. Rings. Yes. So a tweet from theonering.net revealed that the upcoming series, the uh, season one, will take place before the Fellowship of the Ring... Um, and it will be focused on Aragorn. Yep. That's what I was reading. Uh, now, Amazon has not confirmed this, but it does appear to be credible, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, 
so I don't know. That's that's I guess that's it's it's a really cool idea. That'll I mean, tie really good in with the movies to yeah. draw in a lot of movie fans. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we've we've gotten so much of Frodo's life. We got a lot of Bilbo's from the Hobbit movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, I mean, it just makes sense. He's the next character that was a big character that. And I wasn't a huge fan of the movies, but I did like him. Yeah. I, I, I'd be interested in seeing it because he is an interesting character. I, I want to know more about his background. Uh, so we could see baby Aragorn. I'm yeah, okay I, know, I know next to nothing about Aragorn's younger life. but yeah. the, I, I know he's like the last of his people or something. Yeah, he's Nerdist, like the last ranger. Nerdist was theorizing a little bit. And they th- they said that uh, they think, obviously mm. this is all theory, yeah. uh, the show may track Oregon as he is fostered by Elrond and Rivendell. Following the young heir as he learns the truth of his royal blood all the way, meets and falls in love with Arwen and becomes the chieftain of... Here we go again. The Dunedain. Somebody correct me on that pronunciation. I'm I'm 98% sure that's not right. Uh, that is the Rangers of the North. Right. Yeah. Because he's a ranger. Because he's a ranger. Now, an interesting thing is the OneRing.net, they specifically said, or like I don't know if this was like meant this way or not, but it's mm. kind of been taken this way. They said the first season will focus on Aragorn, but mm. it has been confirmed by Amazon that uh, there, it will, there will be at least five seasons. Okay. So will each season Feature. follow something different or mm. is it, was it, will it just be Aragorn in... Maybe for all five seasons, I'd be I'd be okay with doing just Aragorn. I'd be I think I'd I be would okay. too. Um, it would be interesting handling different seasons. Yeah, focused on different characters. Yeah, it would it would be interesting. It'd be different. I I think they could do it though. I I personally I personally would want the Aragorn story. I, yeah, no. I definitely like him, and I definitely I'd prefer it if it was if he was the main focus for the whole thing. But yeah. if they've got other plans and they can do it, yeah, like I just you know I enjoyed Lord of the Rings, but I'm not you know, any kind of hardcore fan or anything. I know next right. next to nothing about the lore. Right. So, I mean, you know, beyond what's in the Lord of the Rings books. Mm-hmm. I never read Silmarillion or anything like that. Right. Um, but I like, I guess um, it draws me in a little bit more because it's not going back to all that lore. It's mm-hmm. focusing on a familiar character. Right. So I think that's going to help draw in viewers too. That like, that maybe oh, yeah, also yeah. like, oh, those movies were good, but I don't know oh, anything yeah. about this thing from 3,000 years before. Like, that doesn't yeah, sound as that's, engaging. That's 100% me, because I was not a big, huge fan of the movies. They were good, just weren't for, really for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but hearing about Aragorn, he was one of the characters I liked in the movies, one I, I thoroughly enjoyed. And the actor, Ego Morgensen? Or, uh, Vigo Morgensen. Vigo, yes. Um, he was fantastic, and I really liked how he portrayed him, and I liked that actor. So uh, I'd be interested to see... To see more of it, I'd like to see yeah. that character for sure. Absolutely. So that that actually makes me more excited for the show. Yeah. You know, the massive budget, mm-hmm. and now a, a story that tracks something somewhat familiar to mm-hmm. me. It's not one hundred percent uncharted territory. I'm yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to that. I'm interested to see who they get to play him too. Yeah. Because I don't, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. I'd be like, yeah, I want that guy. It'd so. be a newcomer or something. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Hey. All right. Okay. Is that is time? that is everything for news. Wow. For not having anything. Yeah on news we earlier today it. we uh, <laughs> that, that really uh, seems like we have quite a bit Woo. so yes this week we read master assassins by robert vs reddick this one won the poll on our facebook group yeah where we asked what we should read for a little bit of a filler week there you go and this is what was chosen yeah so again uh, as always this will be spoiler free but let's go ahead and jump into the back cover synopsis, synopsis. Kondri and Meku are the closest of brothers and the most bitter rivals. 
Village boys drafted into the army of a madwoman prophet, facing death in an endless war, they struggle each day to hide their crumbling faith. Condry can manage, but Mektu, nervous, impulsive, loud-mouthed, is at the breaking point, convinced that a murderous spirit is stalking the camp and that he himself may be its target. But a night of violence leaves the brothers with holy blood on their hands. Mistaken for professional killers, they have just one path of escape. Into... Oh boy... Here's, here's more butchering of a pronunciation. <laughs> Jal, a sprawling desert where the landscape is as deadly as the men and monsters it contains. On their heads is an irresistible bounty. Hot on their heels are the prophet's death squads and a terrible servant in the form of a demonic child. And ahead lies a reckoning with her own family's darkest secret, a secret that binds the brothers together even as it tears their world apart. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, so Master Assassins. Master Assassins. Where, where to start? Um, I guess the weird the, names. The weird. <laughs> honestly, like the main characters weren't that bad. bad. Condry, yeah. Meg Two, Meg Two, yeah. Uh, Chalandrin, 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 yeah. Chalandrin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prophet is easy. <laughs> Prophet's enough. That's pretty easy. That's easy enough. Uh, also um, known as that bitch. That bitch. That bitch. That, that, is that just in your head? That's though? my head. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, they don't say it in the book, but I was waiting for it. <laughs> So I think I think one character does call her a whore at one point. That's accurate as well. <laughs> I'll take that name as well, except. <laughs> With like 11 sons, right? And, yeah. that, and she claims they were virgin births. Oh, like, dear Lord. Yeah. So. Yep. Doesn't shock me at all. Okay. So <laughs> moving on. So no, we'll talk, I guess, about the world first. Yep. So the story takes place in the, I guess, nation of Urath. Mm-hmm, yeah. I don't know if you got this since I guess not, but it seemed like it was mostly desert. Or was that just everything they were I in? I think that's the way they went because they were since they were on the run, um, they went towards the area where no one thought they would that's go. That's right, that's right. It was, you know, because there's not much water out there, there's not much food. So they went if we go this way, it's the last place they'll look for us. That's so, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that was just the way they went. Because like, like their village and stuff, yeah. they talked about that having like fields mm-hmm, yeah. and trees and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, they had they had fields, uh, the farmers and people who took care of out there, they talked mm-hmm. about them. Um, but yeah, no, most, for most of the book, it is in a desert setting. It's because they're running for their lives. That's and, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So um, one of the things that I found the most interesting about the world was that for most of the world, not just Urath, like Urath is just a small part mm-hmm. of the world. Yeah, isn't that what the prophet controls? I believe not quite. Yeah. Um, I'll get, I'll get to that. We'll yeah. come back to that yeah, in a little yeah, bit. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. So there's Urath, and then the rest of the world, but there's this plague that's taken over all of the world. Right. And it's called they call it the world plague or um, the throat rust. Ooh. And the people in Urath most mostly are immune, have a natural immunity to it. Nice. But they okay. still carry it because that's the way disease works is even if you're immune to it, don't have the effects, don't... Yeah, it's still on Yeah, you, you know, still carry still carrier, it. Yeah. Right. So their nation has been quarantined by every other nation in the world. Interesting. And... I guess it sounds a lot like as you go further on, it sounds a lot like the outside world maybe has a lot more technology and a lot uh, more advanced medicine. So where cool. we're still fighting wars, you know, on horseback and with spears and such yeah. and, you know, bows and arrows, it sounds like the rest of the world is almost up to modern day. That's a pretty cool concept. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I really liked that once I started realizing that that's maybe what was happening. Yeah. I, I honestly, I should have got farther into the book. I didn't finish it because I honestly, I was getting bored with it. I, there were concepts about it. I liked, 
Um, but it sounds like I should have got more into it because that's that's a really cool concept of the idea of them being technologically stunted. One, probably because of the profit, and two, because of their quarantine. Yeah, I and being I, locked in. I didn't get a good grasp as for how long the quarantine's been going on. Yeah. Um, but at a guess, I'd say maybe a decade or two. Yeah. So that's I don't know if that's enough to really technologically stunt I, them. It's I mean, ten years is quite a long time in technology. You think about what we had ten years ago today. But ten years isn't enough to go from horses and spears to, to cars, electricity yeah. and cars. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's not enough time for I that. I mean, uh, so I I didn't get to that part. Did you ever see the outside no. world? Or okay, no. So we don't know. I mean, they yeah, we don't know for sure. They could just um, be slightly more advanced. The way things were described, it sounded like um, there were some like fluorescent lighting. Mm, okay, so and they, machines and stuff like that so think almost kind of like the roman empire compared to uh, maybe barbarians or something like that maybe maybe that kind of technological no, the no that's what i'm saying well, comparatively i mean the maybe. distance yeah. the distance not not saying that the main characters were barbarians because they weren't they right. did they did have some technology um but I'm, I'm talking about that comparison of the outside world is is not they're not savages. sci-fi. Yeah, they're not yeah. sci-fi. The outside world isn't sci-fi. No, it's it not didn't way sound sci-fi. No, it I'm sounded more they're, modern. They're slightly more advanced than the guys that are in there. I mean, it sounded like significantly more advanced. Oh, did it? Yeah. Okay. So what, it, yeah. It, it must have been longer than ten years then. Yeah. I'm, I did. Like I said, I unless get unless someone found the Library of Alexandria and dove into it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I guess there's the prophet. The the <sighs> area now Urath is one nation but it sounds like there's just a bunch of different clans in mm-hmm. Arath, yeah and it's all kind of been squabbling and warring for god knows how long yeah and now the chilotos mm-hmm. which is the clan that the main characters conjure and mech to they're from and like they say clan it's not like yeah like, not like it's barbarian not like it's not like clan, yeah, yeah yeah, not like barbarians. They have like, you know, actual villages and schools and horses and, and horses and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um but that I guess that's what they call themselves yeah, like they're. this clans. Yeah, that makes sense. And the prophet, I guess she's an older woman, I want to say mm-hmm. she's like described as like maybe in her 70s or yeah, something, she's up there. 60s or 70s. Yeah. Um she is she's kind of taken over just absolutely oh, by yeah. brutal force. She's kind I mean, of started taking over she hasn't completely taken over all of Earth, but she's yeah she's she's, she's way up there and she's become known for just absolutely brutal ways yo yeah she i mean she reminds me of uh from far cry 5 the father oh from far yeah cry 5 she's yeah. she's like she's the father very much a religious nuthouse who's gotten a whole much more power you know mm-hmm. she's higher up than he got but Right. But still, yeah, it's that kind of, that religious fear that she's put over people and she controls them through that saying. She very much pushes the yeah. their orthodox yeah. religion. Mm-hmm, yeah. Hard, hardcore. Like, she's, yeah, she's the closest thing to God, so if you don't obey her, you die. Right. Yeah, kind of thing. Right. And now, the story um, about, you know, the whole, the concept of the master assassins. Now, I guess I need to comment on that. So, like, the little yeah. tagline is cursed by a queen, pursued by death squads, mistaken for master assassins. <laughs> that, honestly, and, like, with the description, I, for some reason, thought it was going to be a little more lighthearted yeah, than it not. was. No, it's, it's not super dark, but no. there are some darker things. It's in no it. poppy war. <laughs> no, it's, it's no poppy war, which I also read this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we'll get, it, yeah, we'll get into that later. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that later. But it's not like it's Kings not, of the it's Wild. Not, it's not. Yeah, it's not here for kicks and giggles. Right. Exactly. It, it is, a, you know, a more serious book. It has very much darker elements to it. 
But I do. But yeah, I didn't realize that idea. I, I was always wondering, like when I started the book, I was wondering why it was called Master Assassins. Right. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a facetious title. Yeah, it's kind of a they're not actually Master Assassins, but the people think they are because of who they killed. Yeah. And, yeah. Which was sort of by accident. <laughs> which yeah, both of them kind of were by accident. So yeah. <laughs> it was like, wait, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> oh crap! Oh god! Run! Run! <laughs> yes. And it, yeah, it wasn't lighthearted like that at all, which no. was a little bit jarring for me but mm. i i mean i can't not hold bad. it against the book yeah, yeah once i realized that that's not what it was it yeah. was fine yeah for sure um i mean that's really all i have to say yeah. on the story they the they make their are... accidental murders then the rest of it is it's kind running of a road trip kind of story, a road trip yeah. yeah they're running from the death squads and that's like half the book but the other half of the book is the flashbacks mm-hmm. to when Condry and mech were young were kids and yeah. you know their story growing up and I don't know. Those flashbacks were almost more interesting to me sometimes <laughs> than the runaway story. They was. dove a little bit more into the story, the the juiciness. We of... got a lot of world building back then. A yeah. lot of the mysteries in the story are presented back then, mm-hmm. like with Mechtu and Condry's father. Yeah, um, they call him the old man. Yeah, I mean we know next to nothing about who he is or where he's from. We get a little bit of information to how he's connected to the wider story right. later in the book, but we still know next to nothing about him like there are so many mysteries that are presented and mm-hmm. we still got nothing right right no yeah I'm, I'm with you there on the the memories of the past it's kind of cool to dive back and see to get to see those moments and get to see those cool little tidbits yeah because i guess we can move on to characters one of my favorite things about the book was Condry and mektu their relationship because mm-hmm. they're brothers and they bicker like brothers <laughs> but they have each other's back but they also seem to kind of resent each other. Siblings don't a do that. A lot. I mean, like, a lot, though. Yeah, they do. I mean, Condry, the story's told from his point of view, and he will just turn on a dime from one second being, you know, oh, I have yeah. to save Mektu's life, you know, blah, blah, blah. I have, next, to, I have to do everything to protect him. He's such an idiot. Yeah, and, and the next is, I'm going to walk away and leave you here to die. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more like siblings. There we go. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it, I guess it started it's, just with Mektu being kind of... Not crazy, but... Yeah, Mektu is weird. He is weird. I, guess, I saw one reviewer that suggested that maybe in another story he might be considered autistic. Because yeah. he's very intelligent, but his social skills are just... Not there. Nah. Yeah. He's more interested in clowning around and just kind of, you know, play acting. He, he said once in a flashback that he wanted to be an actor, basically. Right. And, uh... That's kind of how he acts. He's yeah. he's v- not flamboyant, but... But he's a little over the top at times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then Condry, by contrast, is the more reserved, reserved yeah, character. Quiet. I think there was one guy that actually said, like, uh, which one of you is the crazy one and which one is used the quiet one? Mm-hmm. And that, that, that was them. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that represents them perfectly. Whereas, um, uh, I can't say I'm so bad with names. Uh, the... Crazy one. Meh. Mektu. Mektu, thank you. I was going to call him Macau, and I was like, I know that's not right. <laughs> Mektu is, like, he believes in the, he believes in spirits. He believes the in. The Yatra? The Yatra, the, the spirit. Some kind of a haunting spirit. Haunting, kind of a, kind of like a poltergeist kind of thing. That's kind of what it seems like. I, yeah. I absolutely think we're going to see more of that. Probably. In future books. Possibly. And, you know, I was kind of discarding the whole Yatra thing. Like, I thought that was something that was going to be resolved really quickly. But now it looks like it's going to be something much bigger. And I'm really looking forward to that. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, that that dynamic you said, I like it too. Mm-hmm. I can I can agree that it, it's interesting at least. 
So we've talked about the prophet. We've talked about the old there's, man a little bit. Yeah. Um, there were the other... There's Arakina. Arakina. There's Arakina, the mm-hmm. kind of love interest. Um, yeah. That's, that, this was part of the boys' rivalry was both of them wanted her. <laughs> and it seems like some of their anger towards each other kind of stems from this whole conflict, from their flashbacks yeah, from when they were younger. Lo- yeah, the, both of them being in love with her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess that's kind of unresolved as well, so... Yeah, from what from what you're telling me, it just kind of they don't. I mean, they tell what happens to her and where she is, kind of, but not kind much. of. But it's kind of those, and she went this way, and just like we don't know where she went. So after that's that. another of the mysteries of the book. Yeah. Um. Other than that, there are the characters that they're traveling with. Well, he's not their blood not, uncle. Yeah, he's yeah, he was like a friend of their dad's. Of, yeah. I like at one point he tells him, "Stop calling me uncle." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's uh yeah so that's Chalandran. There's Ashet. And the other chick, who, again, I'm not pronouncing her name, but she did tell them to call her Trouble at one time, so that's what I'm going to call <laughs> there her. There sounds trouble. good. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, did, you, did you get far enough where you met all of them? You met Chalandrin. I met Chalandrin. The woman, was the woman the one that helped them move yes. the body? Okay, yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I remember her. Yeah, yeah. that's a shit. She's the, yeah, she's the whore. Yeah, she's, yeah. A, yeah, she's a prostitute. Yeah. I... I don't know. I think she was my favorite of she the companions. Funny. Yeah, I, she was I, funny. She was so practical and just so not taking any yeah. of Mech no, shit. Oh, God, no. <laughs> he sneezed. She'd glare at him. Just yes. Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. 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 She was She was cool. And the, the characters the characters were fine. I, I thought they were really well developed. I said, Condry yeah. and Mech their relationship was one of the big highlights of the book for me. But even yeah. the side characters, I felt like, got quite a bit of attention in fleshing out their characters. Yeah. I I guess the the only exception I maybe have to that is uh, the girl, Trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I felt like I couldn't get a really good read on her. Mm-hmm. But again, I feel like there were just enough hints dropped that it's like she's this way on purpose. Like, there's going to be more. So it definitely feels like this book with the characters and story and other things that it gave you... It gave you enough to chew on, but at the same time, you're like, "Wait, where's the rest? I want more." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It was it was just enough. Mm-hmm. Didn't overburden. Didn't give too little. Yeah. Yeah, with these characters. I mean, overall, I mean, putting all of those things together. Yeah. I want to. I mean, during the book, I had a few times where I was getting a little bit bored, where I was like, "Okay, I need to put this down for a little bit yeah. and go do something else, and then come back to it," because it it dragged for me a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like, there was nothing specific. I don't think. Right. Like, even though so much of it was traveling, it wasn't like, "Okay, can we stop describing footsteps?" It was. It was never like that. <laughs> um, I guess that's maybe just a personal thing, because I know so yeah. many other people, you know, right. had no issues just running through this book right right oh yeah there were people a ton of people who loved this book yeah absolutely I and i i think it's well deserving of a lot of that praise like looking back at it mm-hmm. i there there are a lot more mysteries than i realized there were while i was reading it yeah it sounds like i i need to i need to continue with it and try to get into it more because like i said i was honestly i was i think i was like four or five chapters in mm-hmm. um which speaking of the chapters are really long yeah um, that was the thing i was gonna bring up yeah um i i was I don't want to say bored because I wasn't, it wasn't boring, but I was just kind of like, I, I wasn't into it. And it may have just been, I'm just kind of in a lull with, with reading. It was just, it's not a generic fantasy because it does bring some originality to it. 
Um, but at the same time, it just nothing new really jumped out at me while right. I was reading it. So I just kind of lost interest. Um, but it sounds like there's a lot more to it that I need to look into. Yeah. So speaking of the chapters, the chapters yeah. there are six chapters in this book that's wow. over 400 pages. Okay. Maybe I wasn't four chapters in there. Yeah. The audio, the audiobook was split up more. Like there are 12, oh, okay. there are 12 tracks in the audiobook. Okay. So on the audiobook, I was at chapter four right now. Or, yeah. Track four. Yeah. Yeah. Track four. Yeah. There are six chapters total in. This doesn't make a huge impact on it at all, but like reading the book, you know, I, I do the thing where I'm like, okay, I want to finish the chapter before I end. And that was really hard to do. <laughs> all right, I'm going to get to the end of this like, chapter. That's like 30 pages away. Uh, yes, I'm going to get to the end of this chapter four hours later. Exactly. I still have 20 pages to go. <laughs> uh, no, I actually enjoy that. I like that. I like longer chapters over ridiculously short chapters because that I, gets uh, annoying i agree yeah definitely ridiculously short chapters where like you don't even turn a page and you're, yeah. you're in a new chapter it was I like oh uh, it's a paragraph all right next chapter it's like yeah. what? no come no. on you could have just thrown that in somewhere i agree fully with that but on the other hand with the way it switched back and forth between present time and flashbacks yeah. i felt like it maybe could have been divided up, up a little, little bit more. better okay. i mean now all of the flashbacks when it transitioned between them it was really clear because there was other than Condry and Mektu, almost an entirely different cast of characters between the two. Right. So there was a, a pretty clear line between them where, so it, it wasn't on that count, right. but I do think it could have been divided up a little better. Mm -hmm. But ultimately that doesn't matter too much no. to me. All right. So overall, it, uh, really enjoyed it? Yeah. Overall, I absolutely enjoyed it. It's a world that I really like. I like the idea of the quarantine and the world plague. Yeah. Um, the prophet taking over is really interesting to me. Hopefully she dies. Oh God, she better. <laughs> oh, she better. She's, she she's, is psycho. She's, she's kind of the representation of King Joffrey. Kind of that same level. Kind of only... Maybe more... Um, less incompetent. Right. No, she's intelligent. <laughs> she's smart. She's just Or at least she was crazy. at one point. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I definitely need more. I'm a little <laughs> upset that this book just came out this year because that means I've got to wait until the <laughs> at, next book yeah, comes out. At least a year, at least. At least a year, and that's that's not okay. Come on, Reddick, we know you're okay. listening. We know you're listening. I mean, I, <laughs> the, the magic part of this one mm -hmm. was so low because really the whole Yatra side of it with mm -hmm. the spirit, that was that really was the only magic thing that was yeah. really mentioned. That's fine. I mean, I think this this is one that might be pretty accessible to people that aren't, super into high fantasy mm -hmm. i mean maybe yeah maybe. maybe i mean it doesn't have all the confusing magic like you said like some it has systems it can, has some so. of the names like we mentioned it, it has, does have the names it has some of the names that are <laughs> unpronounceable what are the lingdong yes yep, exactly that's probably that's, one of them. it probably is pick one pick one that <laughs> just make random name. noises it's a fantasy name somewhere in some book yeah. <laughs> um I don't know. I think it's more accessible to non-fantasy readers or maybe people that don't read a lot of fantasy. The higher fantasy, yeah. Than something like Farseer. Like we said, yeah. that's something that if you're gonna, you're only going to really want to read that if you already really like high fantasy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, this one, I think, it, it maybe has, has a little bit like, wider audience. I think it's funny. High fantasy always makes you feel so snobby. Yes, I love my high fantasy. <laughs> what about your epic fantasy? Your How does that make you feel? Epic. <laughs> <laughs> makes me feel awesome. Like okay. the Stormlight Archives do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So that does it. Master Assassins. That does it for Master Assassins. As Not our longest review, but... Still good times. But still a good time. Still good times. And we promise next week we'll read a book that doesn't have Assassin in the name. What? <laughs> Crazy, right? What? 
last week we had it. This last week we had three books that had Technically, it. Technically, yeah. So yeah. Now, next week we should have an interview up for you guys. Um, we're confirming everything right now, so yeah. don't want to say for sure. But that is what next week is looking like. And if it goes through, I am stupid excited about this one like i i'm already got like so many questions written down for this i'm really excited spoiler it's nicholas Seams again <laughs> he's coming back it's not i wish so i wish that so. he was awesome he uh, was no awesome. we are we are thoroughly looking forward to this uh and hopefully uh we can get it to you guys coming next week coming next week um if you read master assassins yeah, let, let us, us know. know what you thought you can find us on twitter at book geeks unc on Facebook at Two Book Geeks UNC, or let us know on our Facebook group, the Book Geeks and Compromise group, uh, or you can comment on our website at Book Geeks UNC. If you'd like to support the show and the website in the show notes as well as in our review, we're going to post up with it. There will be links to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Book Depository. Yep. If you're interested in reading this book, which I do highly recommend oh, yeah. for any fantasy readers, go check it out. Yeah, use those links to check it out. That helps us out. We get a little bit of a commission off of that. Helps support the show that way. Yeah. Or if you prefer audiobooks, there yeah. is an audiobook for this on Audible. Uh, so you can use that for your Audible trial if you do not already have an Audible account there and want go. to try that out. Even if you have an Audible account, make a fake email and just love <laughs> us. You can delete it after two weeks. Free, free audiobooks. Yay. <laughs> All so, right. Yep, that is everything we have this week. Let Ooh. us know what you thought. And we are stupid excited for next yes. week. It is very hot in this room. I'm ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody have a wonderful week. See you next week.